Hey everybody, welcome to We Call It Soccer Extra. This is Notch, and that's it. I'm, I'm the only one who's here. Caleb and Colin are going to join me on Thursday at our live show at Black Heart of St. Paul on University Avenue here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hope you're going to show up. It's Thursday, November 8th at 7 p.m. We expect to be done right around 9 o'clock. Just enough time for you to refresh your drinks before the Cascadia Derby playoff game dose. So uh, if, if you're interested in watching that playoff game, have no doubt you'll be able to watch it with your favorite fellow We Call It Soccer listeners and hosts at a fantastic soccer bar. So this episode was here for two reasons. One was to remind you about the live show. And second, to make sure that you got to hear Nippon's catch-up of the USL action from this past week, which he sent in as he always does. I did not want to deprive you all of some news about the lower leagues, catching up on more USL news. So I'll get to that in a second, but I, I want to add just a note or two about the MLS playoff game that we've had, because on Thursday, we're, we're not really going to be talking about that. We're going to be reca- recapping Minnesota United's 2018 season. So I want to take a second here to give a big shout out to the DC United Columbus crew game, which unexpectedly turned out to be one of my favorite games of soccer all year. What a thrill ride down to penalties I mean it was like hashtag narrative with Lucho Acosta and Wayne Rooney's penalties going the way they did and it was it was just such a thrill ride the whole day my 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 partner Ariel who watched the game with me was sitting at a restaurant recently where some guys were talking about the DC game and and she just felt compelled to chime in and jump in and say like oh my god that game was so crazy and I think that's that's the kind of game this was that if you hear someone talking about it, you really want to jump in and just add your bit to it as well um you'll see when you look at the bracket that New York City FC beat Philadelphia Portland got past FC Dallas and then LAFC had that big disappointing game against the RSL Christian Ramirez, your friend and mine, coming out and scoring an incredible goal, hoping that was enough to get him through to the next round, but wasn't. Uh, so bummed for him. But hopefully SKC can uh, can can have some magic over RSL in Game 2 where they're tied 1-1. We got the Cascadia Derby, of course. Uh, first game ended 2-1 to the Timbers. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> we've done that on the pod before. J- Jeremy Abobasi, or as I think today someone told me it's Abobasi. So J- Jeremy Abobasi. Um, coming through in, in a way that's making a lot of people ask whether Minnesota United should indeed have picked him up back when the choice was between him and Dunlady. Uh, I think we're not really going to know that until about four or five years from now for sure. But I mean, come on, looking at him right now, though, it's it's hard to kind of not have a have some regrets uh, about that. And uh, obviously about Gio Savarese as well, who's, who's coaching the Timbers. Crew managing to get one goal past the Red Bulls, which is kind of surprised me actually. I, I wasn't expecting that one. The the I think the bigger story there though is that Columbus, the attendance, um, quite poor both in that game and in the RSL game. We've also seen the the New York City FC not be able to draw too many games. So the playoff attendance is definitely something that I think I'm gonna have to bring up with the boys on a future podcast and and talk about with you. Um, crushed to see Atlanta United get that one goal over New York City FC these guys had one job actually they had two one get rid of the Nazis in your fan fan base two beat Atlanta United two seem to be failing on both counts 
I'm very, very, very pissed. Well, less said about that, the better. Hey, so that's all I kind of have for the moment. Um, I guess I could keep going on and on. Once upon a time, I recorded 45 minutes of just me talking about soccer on this podcast. And uh, people actually said that they enjoyed it, which is very strange. Um, but uh, I'm not going to repeat that today. It's time to get you to uh, a segment that we call Get Low. In the Get Low segment... We, and nowadays, more often, Nippon Chopra. Nippon Chopra recaps the best from news from the lower leagues of U.S. soccer. So, here's Nippon. Hey guys, it's me again, Nippon Chopra, with your weekly Getting Low session. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about some exciting results in the conference finals in USL, and just the one solitary news story. So, let's start with USL. In the East, Louisville City comfortably beat Red Bulls 2 uh, in a rematch um, of last year's win. Um, this is the third year in a row where these two teams have played in the final. Uh, Louisville City won 5-1, um, really did dominate the game, but there's pretty interesting wrinkle in the in the story because in the first uh, half, it was Louisville City that um, conceded an early penalty. And uh, that was on top of losing their uh, top goal scorer, Cameron Lancaster, to a hamstring injury. So things could have been very different for Louisville City. As it turned out, Lima, uh, the Red Bulls, uh, young Red Bulls player, slipped while taking the penalty, which reminded me of the John Terry penalty from uh, in the Chelsea-Manchester United final in 2008. Um, he slips, it stays 0-0, and very soon after, Louisville City wins a penalty. Illich scores... Uh, Louisville City scores soon after from a, from a Brian Ownby cross. It's 2-0. Red Bulls 2 scores a header. It's 2-1. And then, really, Louisville City really turned on the charm and two fantastic goals from Speedy Williams uh, basically settled the game, ended 5-1, and Louisville City win again. Uh, a really amazing team, and it's pretty incredible that here's a team that has had five different uh, managers this season. They've, they obviously had uh, um, James O'Connor, who is now in MLS, uh, currently Hackworth, and then three uh, interim player managers. So I don't know if that's a record in world football for a team to have five managers but um, and be successful, but that's the case with Louisville City. In the West, Orange County actually upset Phoenix Rising because I, I did think Orange County would win this one. Phoenix won traveling to Orange County. Actually, 700 travel or so traveling Phoenix supporters watched this win, which is an incredible uh, testament to their supporter base. Uh, Drogba, you may have heard of him, scored the winner in that game. Um, Cortez, their forward, actually scored the what is now the fastest goal in USL playoff history when he scored in the seventy after seventy six seconds. Uh, and Drogba score, and there was no goal scored for the majority of the rest of the game. Um, although Orange County dominated the game in terms of possession, they didn't create enough chances. They had a lot of shots on uh, off target. They only had four or five on target, uh, and I think Phoenix Rising also had about four or five on target. Drogba scores in the seventy third minute. Um, pretty poor defending by Orange County in the box. Just couldn't get the ball clear. Uh, and the goal, goalkeeper's positioning can be questioned as well. Uh, Hashimoto, uh, the international, um, scored in the what was an inconsequential goal in the 84th or 85th minute. And as it turns out, guys, 
Drogba will play his final professional game in the USL for the USL Cup. Uh, as you know, he's the he's a player owner of uh, Phoenix Rising, and I'm very interested to see what his next step will be because I'm not entirely sold that he's going to just walk away from playing because he, he's flirted with this this retirement idea before and he somehow keeps coming back. So who knows? Maybe we'll see Drogba again. But as things stand, his final game will be in USL. Uh, this game will be played on Thursday at Slugger Field in Louisville. Finally, uh, one piece of news. Uh, Dallas, FC Dallas now has a two-team. It will play in USL League One in 2019. This became official this past week, uh, on Friday, I believe. Uh, and there's an interesting conversation to be had about how USL League One, a league that traveled to about 35 to 40 uh, cities to, to explore possible expansion options, ends up with 10 teams in their first season, half of which are either MLS2 teams or teams that are dropping down from, uh, from USL D2. And the reason I mentioned that is that I think in spite of USL's incredible PR effort, it's clear that it that the USL League Two, oh, sorry, League One, which is USL D three, found it difficult to convince new independent owners to join the league, which is why fifty percent of the league are not new independent owners. And I think that's something that we have to recognize when we think about other leagues like NISA as to why it's so difficult to get these leagues off the ground, because most ownerships don't want to take the risk to be the first. Uh, ones out of the box. They want to be the ones coming in after a league gets sanctioning. So I, I genuinely believe that USL League One will succeed in 2020, but I think the 2019 season is really going to be for them to f- kind of find their feet. And uh, the fact that they've they've struggled to get all the names that they claim they could have that they would have is pretty clear that it wasn't as easy as they made it seem. Um, that's all I have for you this week, and I'll chat with you next week. Goodbye. Thanks, Nippon. Man, how cool is it that both USL Cup finalists are independently owned? I love it. I love that Louisville in particular was able to beat Red Bulls too, who have been a powerhouse in recent years. And I, I, I just love how much fun they're having in Louisville. That team seems to be doing things right as far as lower league soccer is concerned, um, at least from what I can see following Louisville Coopers. And... Um, just just much respect out to them. Also, how cool is it that Didier Drogba is going to be in the USL Cup final? Like, if you if I told you that a few years ago, I'm pretty sure you'd have uh, laughed me out of the stadium. So, anyway, with that, uh, I'll just remind you again, come to our live show Thursday, 7 p.m. at Blackheart of St. Paul. You don't want to miss it. Megan Ryan will be there from the Star Tribune. Bridget McDowell will be there from MLS Female. Colin, Caleb, and I will be there as well. We'll be taking your questions. There will also be some time for questions off air, which we will, which you won't be able to hear um, if you listen to the podcast. We'll have most of the show for you on the, in, on the podcast, but there will be some things that we, that we keep for in-person only. You won't want to miss it. So come on down. We'll have the MLS playoff game between Seattle and Portland right afterwards as well. With that, it's time for me to say goodbye. See you all at the live show.